And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Man stands with America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, America. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This, of course, is the show where you come for the accent. Yes, we, 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 we. Yes, we might have a French accent today. I don't know. And you stay for the principles. I apologize for missing the last two weeks. Uh, long story short, I got the went to visit the border, went to volunteer at an event, and I got the Rona, and I got a bad. Um, it went into my lungs, but all I'll say is this, is God bless Ivermectin. And God bless my wife and our general practitioner for giving it to me. But I don't want to talk about coronavirus today. I want to talk to you about much bigger issues. And the groundwork of today's show is going to be philosophical. I know I never talk about philosophy, right? Never talk about principles on this show. What is the groundwork for today's show? We need to get to a point in our culture where we can once again strip back the politics, strip back all the stories of the day, and just ask simple questions. Because I believe if we bring the issues back to their core, we win. We have the winning message. And when I say we, I want to be crystal clear who I say we is. I don't mean we as in Republicans. I don't even mean we as in Americans. I don't even mean we as in straight, white, cisgendered males who like women. When I say we, I mean those who believe in freedom. What is the philosophy of today I want to talk to you about? I'm sure many of you have seen a picture of Lady Justice. It's a statue that's in every part of the world that is in the Western world. And what is that lady justice? It's a lady standing tall. She's blindfolded. And in one hand has a weighing scales. And in the other hand, a sword. Now, without boring you with the whole, where did this lady come from? The origins of Lady Justice comes from Justina, the goddess of justice within Roman mythology. I don't want to go into the Roman mythology part of it, but I just want to explain, because many of us have seen pictures or maybe have seen a statue up close and personal, and we don't really give it much of a thought. No, that's Lady Justice. Ah, that's nice. But what are the three symbols on her and what do they mean? Because I believe no matter how left or right you are or socialist or progressive or liberal, and then I say all these people and all these analogies and all these labels, I don't mean the people in the public eye. I don't mean the politicians. I don't mean the media. 
I mean the average person on the street who might identify as us. We can find common ground on these. First one, the blindfolds. What does the blindfold signify? It means that justice is blind. That when two people come before her and they offer their case, there shouldn't be a bias favoring or hampering one person or another. You shouldn't have a different set of rules. It doesn't matter who you are. Now, why this is significant is if you know history before America was founded, a lot of people based judgments on your circumstances. Oh, well, you come from this family. Oh, well, you're rich and noble. You, If you come from England, you might have royal blood in you. Therefore, your case is going to be heard more favorably than, let's say, you're a peasant. Lady Justice, been blindfolded, was the great equalizer. Because the case, in theory, in principle, is judged on the merits. Which brings me to the second part of Lady Justice. The weighing scales. There's two scales. You both get the opportunity. You both get the opportunity to present your facts, your evidence. And let the scales tip in the favor of those who make the best arguments and those who have fact, reason, and truth on their side. It's not adjusted by man. It's adjusted by reason, logic, and truth. And then the third one is the sword. Again, you have to understand the time of the day. But the sword signifies that when justice is done, it can be swift and final. Now, obviously, the sword signifies a more violent end. You know, if we want to talk about the wrench, huh? We talked about him a couple of weeks ago, Robespierre. When you were found guilty under those kangaroo courts, it was off with their heads. That's what the sword can signify. But it also signifies a less violent end. If, let's say, I bring a case against you and I submit my evidence and you submit your evidence and it's found you owe me $5,000, this justice is you owe me $5,000. This is Lady Justice. Ask yourself one question before I talk to you about the stories of the day. Who in the right mind would look at this and understand these principles and say, that is the biggest load of cod's wallop I've ever heard? No, Justice John, Justice should not be blind. Lady Justice should see exactly who is in front of her and rule accordingly. But even if you have someone, if you're thinking, oh, well, John, we live in this social and, you know, justice warrior part. You know, you're if you're black, you're more more able of winning a case or you are more noble or, or if you're a minority or the sexuality i get it i get that but are you telling me you can't argue against us why should lady justice be blind again and i hate to harp on this but you need to know your history and this is where i bring you to solely american history there are certain reasons and principles your country is exceptional and unique. Innocent until proven guilty. 
the Fifth Amendment. You have a right to a jury of your peers. You have a right to face your accuser. You have a right to present a defense. Why did all these happen? If you explain and you understand your history, and you understand why Lady Justice should be blind, you have the answer. Because why? It happened in your country. You see, before 1776, before Thomas Jefferson had even thought about writing the Declaration of Independence, heck, before even separating from the king became somewhat of a cool thought, what was happening? Well, the king was setting up kangaroo courts in your country and ruling against the colonists. They were bringing charges against the colonists on many different fronts. And what they would do is they would set up a a trial, not in your jurisdiction, but 25 miles away. Again, you need to know history. It's not like, well, 25 miles away, that's no big deal. I'll, I'll just jump in the SUV. Drive the 25 miles, yeah, it sucks, and I got to drive the 25 miles back. But you know what? It's just what you got to do. Now, back when you're on a horse, 25 miles was a lot. They couldn't do it. And what would happen? If you didn't turn up for your court case, you were guilty. Guilty. Not innocent until proven guilty. If you don't show up, guilty. But they also rigged the system where the judge had a vested interest in finding you guilty. Why? Because if the case resulted in a fine, part of the judge's payment would be a percentage of the fine that you were ordered to pay. You see, if you don't have lady justice, you don't have a country. These are some of the principles that fought in your country. These are some of the, the, the usurpations, as you call them, in your Declaration of Independence. Do you want to go back to those days? Do you want to go back to the days where the king has a rigged system? Where those in power get to control everything? I spoke two weeks ago on the show about how if we want to solve America's problems, we need socialists and communists to reestablish who the hell they are supposed to be. Why did I say that? I said it because you need them to understand who they're supposed to be and become consistent. We won't have much common ground, but the common ground that you have with a socialist is they don't want the rich, the elite, the powerful to exert all this control on society. I know it's a mirage and it is a biggest load of bullcrap ever. But they believe in power to the people. I'm not saying this is going to be easy. It's going to be damn hard and it's going to be frustrating. But we need to start taking things back to a principled level. Because I'm going to start sharing some stories with you today and ask you, where is justice blind in these stories? Where is justice blind? And do we make the case or is it already predecided who wins and who loses?
before I share some stories with you, it's time, if you believe in freedom, to start using every element at your disposal. One of the things that you can do in your arguments is use the name President Trump. Why would I bring up his name? You're not political. Because if you listen to what I just said about justice, and you're like, but John, this won't happen with progressives and socialists and communists. They like the power. Well, use the name President Trump. You see, the problem that every side has when they believe in political power is they always make a faulty assumption. And it's assumption based on stupidity and ignorance. It's not based on logic, fact, and truth. And what is that assumption? That assumption is you will always have power. We need to start twisting and understanding the argument and turning it into our favor, especially if you believe in freedom. What is the argument? The argument is that you should be free no matter who has power. You see, you might think, well, you know what? I'm really thrilled with Joe Biden as president. I am so happy right now. We don't have any mean tweets at 3 a.m. And I just love the economy. I love filling my SUV at $3.10 a gallon or $3.20 or $3.50. Or God help you if you're in California at $4 and $4.50. You might love that. You might think inflation is awesome. You might be living in this happy, dippy wonderland that says, I look around at America right now and it is brilliant. Even if that is all true, which I don't believe because the poll numbers don't back that up. Even Democrats are frustrated right now. Why did I talk about Trump? Because you can make the case to those people who think you're living in a wonderland now because Joe Biden is president and say... You might like it now, but what happens in 2024 if he loses? Do you really want to go through a four-year period like you went through the four last four horrific years? Because Trump was a mean tweeter. Oh, my God. The balance of power. We can start making inroads with some American people. Kind of go, you know what? This constant stress in your life, this constant bombardment of, oh my God, Biden is president, it's great, and Trump is president, it's bad. The presidency should not have that impact on your life, especially if you read the Constitution, because the presidents have no power. Am, am I saying you're going to make major inroads with this, that you're going to, everyone's going to see this euphoric light? No. But you will be surprised that the average moderate Democrat, you might start making inroads if people actually start planting that seed. Justice should be blind. We don't want powerful people telling us how to live. The whole American analogy of the old guy on the porch, get off my lawn, still rings true. We have so many opportunities to share the vision of America, to share why you changed the world and why you will again if, if, if those two simple letters, I-F, are so critical. If we start sharing stories, if we start sharing 
principles. So first story. Two weeks ago, many of you know I went to McAllen, Texas. Drove from Tulsa, Oklahoma, 782 miles. Boy, was that a fun drive. Went down to volunteer at a border event. Had a blast. Very stressful. Not going to lie. Got agitated at certain things. Not going to lie. But I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Both good and bad. The saddest thing I learned was from some border agents. You hear these stories. And the saddest thing is, it's become so political that so many people don't want to listen. Hards are so hard about this issue that we no longer in the Lady Justice want to listen and put our case before the scales and let truth and logic win. It's already predetermined. If you have any issues with an open border, you're the enemy. Guilty. But I want to raise Lady Justice. Equal treatment under the law. For the millions of people, including myself, who do things the right way, and I don't want to make this about me, but people like me who waited 18 years for an opportunity. And I'm now going through the legal process of taking months. Yes, I'm blessed to live in your country, but I cannot work. I can't earn money. I can't put food on the table for me and my wife. I can't do anything that looks like work. I can volunteer. I'll be back on the road, please God, speaking out very soon. I'll share more details down the road with you. Because I'd love to meet more of you on the road. But I can't do it. At the same time, I've got to spend, I don't know what the final bill will be, but it'll be about $5,000 of my own money. Between legal fees and fees for the government to move here. Is that equal treatment compared to those who just cost the southern border? But also the morals of it. Why would you ever want to put people in that situation? You know, the left love to talk about, oh, it's for the children. Oh, the children. You ever visited the southern border? You ever seen it? It's not exactly like a highway. It's warm. When I went at night, it could become very cold. It's a long walk. In the hands of drug traffickers, sex traffickers and cartel members. And sometimes they're all that those three groups are one person. Why would we want to put people in those situations? Equal justice. Equal protection under the law. How do we get past that? How do we make inroads and start sharing these stories? Second story. Biden's mandates on vaccines. 
First off, yet again, I have to say this, I'm getting tired of saying this, but the president has no power. So the idea of any president, whether it's Trump, Biden, Obama, Bush, Jesus Christ could be president. The idea of a president saying a mandate that says, you know what, you must take the vaccine is not only wrong, it's not only immoral, it is one of the easiest constitutional arguments you will fight against in the history of the world. Read Article 2. Where does it say the president has that power? Always. But then it goes to the Supreme Court. And for a large chunk of the population, the Supreme Court rules that said, no, you cannot have a vaccine mandate for companies over 100 people. And there was a clear ruling. It should have been a nine to nothing ruling because if you read the Constitution, it is, as I say, one of the easiest slam dunk cases you will ever hear. But we don't live in that world. And a lot of the right, rightfully, celebrated. But there was, and I hate using this word, but there were victims in that ruling. And those victims are heroes. Or at least 12 months ago, we called them thus. Who are the people I'm talking about? I'm talking about nurses. Yes, people like my wife. If you ever want to understand the world we want to live in, just look at how we have treated nurses over the last two years. And it will show you how fickle we are as a people. About how the mood can change on a dime. Do you remember two years ago when COVID came out? Do you remember the pictures we were bombarded with, and rightfully so, of nurses? You would go on social media and you would see these brave men and women with scars on their faces because they had to wear these masks. And you'd hear stories about how they'd work 12 hours, 14 hours, 16 hours, 18 hours, 20 hours shifts. When we didn't know what COVID really was. And then in some parts of the world, we did our token gesture of thanks where we would clap for you. We would go out at night and clap for the heroes. Because while we were told to stay at home because it wasn't safe. While we were told you must stay indoors and isolate and stay away from work and from family and friends. And the only reason you can leave is essential purposes. Nurses were essential. And we said thank you. It meant nothing. I'm sure some nurses appreciate it. But like token gestures. Oh yes, clap for the heroes. Yes, this is so easy. I'm going to die so patriotic. I'm going to die so wonderful. I got up off my butt at 8pm and clapped for you. Thank me. And yet, not a mere 12 months later, these people who we call heroes, these people who we were supposed to respect and, and celebrate in society, of these are the people we need to be more like. I agree with that part. But then 12 months later, no. All these nurses don't want to be vaccinated. They're part of the problem. You're no longer heroes. Our clapping ended for you a long time ago. Nope. You're no longer a hero. You are part 
of the problem. And what was their crime? Not complying. They survived the worst of COVID. They survived the original variant. Some of them got it, some of them didn't. But they worked their butt off and said, you know what, I don't need a vaccine. I'm good, thank you. For whatever reason they have decided, even if you think it is the most stupidest reason, if you're the most pro-vaccine person, how can your opinion of someone change based on one little criteria? Oh, how fickle we are as a society. But bringing it back to the Supreme Court, striking down that unconstitutional mandate, which again, may I suggest, was one of the easiest cases. It should have been nine to nothing. But while they struck it down for employers, if you're a nurse, you see, the truth is, again, you were a hero 12 months ago or 18 months ago. But now, no, if you're a nurse, you do not have the same constitutional protections. You see, Lady Justice isn't blind. We see you. We see your profession. And you must have the vaccine. How does this seem fair? Does it? Does it seem fair to you that you're judged on your job? That we have in America this idea of God-given constitutional rights and government's job is not to give them or to take them, but to protect them. But yet we as this country, through our government and our overlords and our Supreme Court, can look at someone's profession and go, yes, but you don't. Which brings me to story number three. We have so many winning arguments on our side, it's not even funny. Now, I don't share some of my friends on the right's issues with the vaccines. I'm not anti-vax. I'm not pro-vax. I've made no bones. I've not hidden my status. I am vaccinated because I had to to get into your country. But I have no intentions of getting a booster shot. But I don't have an opinion either way on how you should live your life. If you want to be a person who wants to get two vaccines, three vaccines, four vaccines, heck, you could subscribe if Pfizer release a model that says, hey, you should get a vaccine once a month for the rest of your life. And you want to subscribe to that? This idea that I believe in called freedom that says, have at it. I'm not going to do it. You can do it. Likewise, if you're one of the people who's like, you know what? I'm part of the original club. Never got vaccinated. I know people in this. Some of them are very close to me. Some of them are very, very close to me. I'm not going to help them. But some of them are the original club. And they, they talk, joke about it. Hey, I'm the original club. I never had any vaccine, baby. You're like that? Cool. This idea called freedom is amazing. But why... Do we yet have another argument? And I'm going to use a famous person. Because famous people, everyone knows famous people. How annoyed would you be right now if you're Prince Charles? What the hell? What? 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 I, I came here to listen to American politics. I, I tolerate the crappy French accent. And now you want to talk to me about the English monarchy and Prince Charles? Yeah. Why? Because Prince Charles has been vaccinated not once, not twice but three times, and this week tested positive for COVID, not for the first time, but for the second time. 
clearly that would suggest. And maybe Prince Charles is just the outlier. Spoiler alert, he's not. But maybe, just maybe, he's the outlier. With that type of success rate, who in their right mind would say, and everyone should get the vaccine? Really? This is a simple, clear-cut case. You do you, I'll do me. Because at the end of the day, basic first principles suggest what? I have bodily autonomy over my body. My body, my choice. Remember that tagline? We have so many winning arguments. If we were just brave enough to break it down, not from politics, not mentioning Trump or Biden or Republicans or Democrats, but if we actually just took a step back and made the case from a philosophical point of view on Lady Justice in this matter, or on all of these stories, and just presented the facts as how they are, the tip of the scales would go majorly in our favor. Why? Because we are the people who believe in truth. We are the people who believe in logic and reason. And on this matter, I'll even annoy some of my friends on the left. We are the people who believe in science and empirical data. You do not. I want to finish up today's show by talking to you about two different stories for two different reasons. But before I do, I just want to make a joke. Just just to lighten things up, because this has been a heavy show. Did anyone see the picture from the Europe this week with this gigantic table? And one side is Vladimir Putin and the other side is Macron. Like, seriously. Do you need a table that big? Now, maybe it was probably better for Macron, because Putin actually might kill him. Um, because it's Putin. I mean, he's not a good guy. But, like, oh my god. But also, second of all, who do you think intimidated the other more? This is a problem we have. And I hate to go all Jordan Peterson in our, in our world. But we have evil, despotic people in our country. In our world. Not in our country. Well, we do in our country. We have the likes of Putin. We have the Ayatollah in Iran. We have this guy in China. We have this guy in, in North Korea. And our answer, and especially just let's focus on the issue of that a Ukraine we have Vladimir Putin. If you understand anything about Vladimir Putin, this is not a good guy. I'm so sick of people on the left and right at different times because of who has power saying nice things about Putin. I'm sick and tired of people saying, oh, well, he was a, he's a strong leader, you know. No, really, he's not. Strong leaders don't need to the threat of killing you if you go against them. That's not leadership. That's power. There's a difference. That's a side note. But this guy is a despicable, evil killer. And what's Europe's answer? Oh, well, we're going to go against them with, with Macron. <laughs> the guy in Germany who's literally having a love fest with him. Boris Johnson. Oh, well, I know who's going to solve them. The Irish people are going to solve them. I don't know if you heard this story. If you want, this is hilariously funny. Because, you know, you want to talk about wasting taxpayers' money? Russia is doing maneuvers off the south coast of Ireland. 
And Ireland went, uh, no, you're not. And Putin went, are you going to stop us? Anyway, long story short, Ireland in put in a, commissioned a report. Hey, if we get invaded, can we fight? Or we can we do anything like if Russia decides to get aggressive with us? You know, and we say they can't do it. Basically, the report came in and said, yeah, no, we're... I'm, I, they didn't say this. My language. This is my interpretation because I read the report. No, we're screwed. We're <laughs> oh, it would be the easiest victory of all time for anyone. But you're looking at this: the Irish people. Who's going to stand up to Putin? Well, this is why you need America, John. You know, we have all the the hawks will say, "Well, this is why we need a strong America." Biden's going to stand up to Putin, really? Are you are you having a laugh? Anyway, Biden beats Putin as if it's a snooze fest. I, I could bet you I could nap better than you. I bet I could nap quicker than you. <sighs> this is the situation we find ourselves in our world. And again, without going all Jordan Peterson, we need some men to step up. And men of moral and conviction. And yes, we also need some strong women. Because in case anyone thinks this is a sexist comment, you know who I would take right now? Gee, I would love Maggie Thatcher to be Prime Minister of England right now. Because at least she had a bigger set of balls than many of the men today. And she would look Putin in the eye. But to finish up with a couple of stories, that was a side note. Lady Justice, are you watching what's going on in Canada? All the stories. I told my wife this story the other night, and I swear she rolled her eyes so much, I think she pulled a muscle. There was a court in Ottawa that banned people from honking. Literally. Again, imagine paying taxpayers. Imagine you're a socialist. And you're working hard and you're paying 40, 35, 40, 45, 50% of your income on taxes. And part of that taxes goes to pay a judge maybe $100,000 a year to listen to a case about truckers honking their horn. Really? That's the problem we have in society. All the problems, the supply chain crisis, gas prices going through the roof, in record inflation pretty much in large parts of the world, and you want to talk about honking a horn. Can you imagine the average American or the average Canadian on the street? You want to talk about honking a horn. But this is what's happening. But that's the funny story, the serious stories. You're hearing courts and companies deny people their First Amendment rights in Canada. I don't know if you've been following this story, but there's been videos of old men. There was one really horrific video I saw of, an, I think he was 82 years old. And the police literally manhandled this 82-year-old man to the ground to arrest him. These are the images. These are the images the world is seeing. What are we going to do? You see, freedom is on the verge of extinction. But there is hope. The truckers give you hope. You see, the reason that everyone is so annoyed at the truckers, and they've been labeled as white supremacists, Trudeau is doing his best. Oh, well, I think these are swastika-waving people. 
I've seen even people, because God loved the man, you can't have an argument or a discussion without him. There seems to be this this, uncon- this constitutional nature's law that says, if we're having a conversation about anything random in the world, one must invoke the name Donald J. Trump. Because he's the evil person in the world. It's not Putin. It's not Z. It's not the Ayatollah. It's not even Kim. It's Trump. And what did Trudeau say the other day? Well, these are this is, you know, a MAGA Trump rally in Canada. We can't have that. Well, he didn't really say it with that much tone in his voice. It was more like, this is more an impression. Because, you know, I've got a deep voice. This is an impression of Trudeau. We cannot have those MAGA people, those Trump people in my country. Really bad impression, I know. But that's that's what I heard when I heard him. A really weak, timid man. A joke of a man. But here's the thing, Lady Justice, you're now seeing them being denied not only their First Amendment rights and they've been treated like terrorists, where we literally are becoming common thread in culture, where we look at one part of society and go, you are the problem. If you continue down this path, this is why Lady Justice must be blind. Because if you are part of the problem, do you think you're getting freedom? Do you think you're getting equal protection under the law? By the way, in case you're thinking, well, this, if you're listening on the left, you're going to go, well, you're only annoyed at this about the freedom. This happened in America 50, 60 years ago with McCarthyism. Are you, sir, a member of the Communist Party? You are the problem. You don't break society up that way. Lady Justice should be blind. But you're now starting to see the game that's rigged. You're seeing more and more evidence on a daily basis where not only are these been denied their First Amendment rights, people are fundraising for them. And organizations like GoFundMe and governments are getting involved saying you can't have that money. Really? Really? After everything BLM did over the last year, two years, three years, and not one dime of their money was stopped. And yet you're doing it against the truckers? Really? This is why justice must be blind. We need to start having this conversation with everyone. Because I guarantee you, if you actually have it in a calm, reasoned way, we win. It's time we start acting accordingly and understanding we have the winning message. We have truth, we have logic, we have reason, we have science, we have empirical data on our side. They don't. It's why you will see when they get really angry, everyone is a white supremacist, everyone is a racist, everyone is a xenophobe. If you really had truth, logic and reason on your side, would you dare lower your standards and your arguments to that petty, childish, six-year-old level? And I apologize to six-year-olds because you are, as a six-year-old are more articulate and intelligent than half of the people who make these stupid asinine arguments. But this is where I want to twist the show and go in a whole different direction. And give you a pep talk. Over the coming weeks, I'm going to give you a lot of information. 
and full disclosure, a lot of the information is not good. The Great Reset is coming. And I don't blow VAs. And I don't say I'm better than anyone else because I'm not. But when I'm, anytime I get free time, I'm on my iPad and I'm Googling stuff. I know what's coming. And why I'm more afraid of the Great Reset, and I'm not afraid, but I'm worried about how our actions are going to be, is because for the first time in human history, I believe, we have a target date of 2030. They are so confident that they will hit it by 2030. That's eight years away, gang. What are we going to do? But how do you solve these problems? It's time for Americans to be Americans again. It's time for Americans to break the shackles of government and to break the shackles of this depression, mist, or fog you have been under for the last 18 months that says we can't do it. I see the arguments from people who are, quote-unquote, the right-taught leaders. Oh, these freedom leaders in the media and in politics and how great they are. No, they're not. Most of them are frauds. Most of them only care about their win-loss record. Most of them will only turn up if they can be guaranteed a crowd. Most of them will only turn up when it's convenient. We need some new thought leaders. We need some leaders that actually understand what's coming. But we also need some leaders that will inspire. Because every positive story I have seen over the last six months, and there have been many, I have broken them on this show with you, have not involved government. If you're looking around at a problem in America or the world today and says, we have this problem and the solution is government, we need to talk. If you look around at a problem and say, do you know what we need? This is why we need Trump back in the White House in 2024. We need to talk. Because America is exceptional and unique for so many reasons, but chief among them is you never look to government for the problem. You were the solution. You see, every other country, Ireland, England, around the world, Europe, China, they might all agree on a problem. They might all come to a consensus that this is the problem in society. And what they would do is, and this is why we need so-and-so to be prime minister. This is why we need this party in power. Because they have the best plan to solve it. That is every nation bar one. Not one was America. You are a nation built not on government, but on your people. You are the people, the great American patriots who would see a problem and not look to government and go, hey, there's this problem down the road. We need government or we need, we need Trump or the Republicans to fix it. No, you would fix us. This is what happens when you're built on Judeo-Christian values. 
If you understand anything about the Bible and Jesus Christ, it is clear he didn't say go elect people to solve the problem. He said you do it. Every positive story in the last six months has involved people doing and not involving governments. We spoke last year about the University of Austin. I don't know whether they're ever going to get accredited ship by the Department of Education, but I can guarantee you those in power won't care. The Department of Education seal of approval is one of the most overrated things in the world. It is nothing but a mirage. But these are a bunch of people who are some on the left, some on the right. I don't agree with a lot of the people who they've got involved in this project. We don't have a lot of common ground when it comes to policy. Some of them are rather lefty. But you know what we can come find common ground on? Free speech. That university campuses should be a bastion of ideas, should discuss free market economics. Everything from Milton Friedman to Adam Smith to Karl Marx himself and communism and Marxism. And we should be allowed to be lady justice of arguments where the tipping scale tips in favor of those who have facts and reason on their side and who makes the best arguments the other story was the ranchers where 80 percent of all the slaughterhouses are controlled by four people and people were going government needs to come in and break these up no one rancher raised i can't remember the amount of money and said we will do it ourselves we don't need government we see a problem and we will solve it this week the truckers they saw a problem and what's really interesting about this is if you actually understand marxism and communism and you actually spend enough time reading that crappy literature to understand it which i have done i've read the communist manifesto many times <gasps> in today's world like aaron Rodgers, because i read iron Rand, that makes me a communist right no that makes me wanting to understand the enemy and understand their stupid failed ideology which has never worked and never will but they all believe in what's that they believe in oh yes the people controlling the means of production well look at the truckers they're the people they're controlling the means of production right now what's going to be interesting is how quickly those people forget their own ideology that they claim to be for because truckers are not millionaires and billionaires truckers don't go around in fancy suits and fly by private jets to places like davos no they're average honest to god hard-working blue-collar americans canadians men and women But look at the change it's having. Look at all the discussions going on in Canada right now. All because a group of people rallied and coalesced together. Government itself. Can you imagine if you were trying to do this and getting government involved? Would it be anywhere near as successful? Would it be worldwide story? You can bet your butt government would find a way to screw that up. They couldn't find a way out of paper bag. But look at what you've seen. To anyone out there who literally believes right now that you can't make a difference, that you can't influence people, that you can't be part of the solution, are you really telling me you can't be a trucker? Really? You can. You have more power 
than you ever want to believe. You have more opportunities to change the world right now for the better if, 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 those two simple little letters, IF, if you're willing to act. And this is where I leave you with the last story. Joe Rogan. Many of you have heard the story about Joe Rogan being offered a four-year deal with Rumble for $100 million. First off, just as the outsider, I think it needs to be said every every opportunity it gets. Only in America. Only in America could you have a guy who is a TV host, a UFC commentator, be offered $100 million over four years to do what? To share his opinion only in america do you think someone's getting offered that deal in america in europe in china in australia four years a hundred million only in america only in this wonderful amazing beautiful nation but why is this the story i want to talk about you see a lot of people have rightly spoke about this issue on free speech well joe should leave spotify you should go to Rumble. All the things, is Spotify taking all these different episodes down? This is why he needs to leave. This is a free speech issue. Yes, but it's also something deeper. See, the idea of America is built on certain principles. The idea of America is built that says you have a God-given right to pursue your happiness. That if you see a problem, you can be part of the solution. Because you're a free and sovereign individual. You can do what you want. Over the last couple of years, five years, six years, this is a long-term problem. I have seen people moan about problems. I've seen people complain about problems, but do very little. What did it take for Joe Rogan to be offered $100 million? You see, it's very easy to look at this YouTube and go, Oh, YouTube, part of Google, part of the problem. Big tech. And what we need to do is we need to regulate it. No. Or what we need to do is break it up. No. What we need to do is some government regulation to make it where they can't ban content. No. What we need to do is Americans to remember to be Americans yet again. Because if you believe the logic, us on the right are supposed to be the innovators and the creators, the creators and the capitalists. We shouldn't be looking to government to solve our problems. We should be looking at it as an opportunity to solve the problems for them. And thank God the people at Rumble, who I don't know. I know my buddy Dave Rubin is somewhat connected because he had locals. And they merged. But I don't know if what Dave's personal power structure is. And I don't care. The people at Rumble have set up an alternative. And because they did, they had another outlet if you don't like YouTube. But also because they've become somewhat successful, they can now offer Joe Rogan $100 million. Because if you're not successful, you can't offer $100 million to Joe Rogan. We need to start understanding what made America exceptional. Why America changed the world and start fighting for those ideas. Because if you want to be part of the solution... If you want to be part of a great American reawakening, it's time we lifted the fog of depression, 
of, oh, I can't do anything, I'm just one person, and started inspiring people to rise up. There should be a clarion call for all Americans. Rise up. You have the power. That this enemy, yes, it's powerful, and yes, it's daunting, and yes, it's frightening, but this enemy is nothing more than a magic trick. This enemy is nothing more than the Wizard of Oz. Sure, you look at the Wizard of Oz and you see him and, I am the great and powerful Oz, fear me. And it looks intimidating. Oh my God, he speaks with a deep voice. Oh my God, the sideshow, all the fog and the smoke. Oh my God, it's so powerful. And then you look behind the screen and you see a little timid old man and understand it is nothing but a stage. Almost like Shakespeare was right. Oh, but life is but a stage. What do you choose? Do you choose the Great Reset America? Or do you choose the Great Reawakening? Do you continue to choose apathy and anger? Or do you choose to be motivated in action? Do you choose to believe your best days are behind her and believe all the myths and that you are succumbed to just give up, that it's over, that you believe the myth and the lie that is perpetrated by so many people, including people on the right, that says, well, if you look at world history, you know, great countries and monarchies and republics only last 200 years, and well, we've passed that 200 years in America. Do you believe it? Or do you believe and say, you know what? Maybe that's true, but America has always been an outlier. America has never been one to follow tradition, follow what everyone else does. We're going to be the outlier once again. And we're not only going to last 200 years, we're going to last 300 years, 400 years, 500 years. And we're going to continue to be a bastion of freedom. Think about it. And then think about what you're willing to do. Because you have the power. If, if, if you're willing to take it and if you're willing to stand up because as i said two weeks ago on this show those words of thomas Paine ring true today now more than ever before to me the last question america are you a sunshine patriot or are you a winter soldier and understand this before you answer it is not enough to say well i'm a winter soldier Words mean nothing. Actions do. Please share this show with a family and a friend. And we finish up this show the way we do each and every week. By saluting you, the American people. Never ever forget the secret sauce to America isn't Trump or Biden or Republicans or Democrats. It's you, the American people. In the sentiments of the Tocqueville, America is great because Americans are good. Until next Saturday at 12 noon Eastern, have a beautiful and blessed week. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.